Hey everyone, Jay here. I just wanted to say that we've got some really cool artwork for this episode, so you're going to want to click through to the show notes to check out the full version of the image, which we'll be showing in your podcatcher right now. Our thanks go out to Yuri Keynes on Twitter for working with us to create this piece of art. Anyway, on with the show. Hello everyone, uh, just a quick note before we begin uh, this episode, we are joined by The Bee, and we're going to talk about uh, our recent games, since the, it's been a while since The Bee's been on, and we're also going to talk about some of the games that are coming out this summer that we're really excited about. We're just going to mention a few like uh, Resident Evil 3 and Final Fantasy 7, stuff like that. Um, so that's really cool. What we've got coming up after this episode is we're going to do an entire episode just on wrestling video games, so stick around for that, or at least you know, stick around in the feed, I guess. Come back for that one, because uh, that one's going to be loads of fun. So definitely check those out. But like I said, uh, now on with uh, recent video games with the B. And welcome to another episode of the Waffling Taylors podcast. How's your throat? It's getting there. Um, <laughs> waffle, waffle mania was a bit of a. Uh, uh, it was a little. It was a little strenuous. I had to throw the X because um, yeah, my throat goes got absolutely wrecked in that site intro. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. If you've no idea what we're talking about, how did you get this far into the podcast? Anyway, um, yes. So this is another episode of the Waffling Tailors podcast. I'm a little worse for work as we've just done. We've just cut a bunch of um, wrestling style promos, and I think mine are going to come out really badly. But they're also me shouting a lot. K-Fab, K-Fab, you're showing them behind the curtain again. <laughs> Shut up, you smart mark. Yeah. Now, um, just so you... <laughs> we'll come on to who that was in a moment. But yes, it is the Waffling Tailors podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kaprogman, or sometimes known as Jay. And with me, as always, is Squidgy. Say hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. How are you doing, Squidgy? Hello, Squidgy. I thought you would say hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. With us um, this week... Or this episode, I'm not sure whether it's going to be a single episode or multiple episodes. We don't know. That's up for Squidgy to figure out because he's the editor now, which is why there's a marketed increase in the production quality of the episodes since he took over. But with us for this episode, it is... That's right. It's Genghis Khan. Oh, Genghis Khan again. <laughs> That's right. I'm not sure I've got over it from the last time you called me Genghis Khan. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost thinking I prefer being called a wrestler because it makes me sound like I am strong and... <laughs> But what you could have done is you could have totally owned it. And you could have gone, I am the Genghis Khan of professional podcasting, brother. What's I this mean... professional? <laughs> I am the Genghis Khan of amateur podcasting, brother. <laughs> I mean, I'm less Genghis Khan and more like... Genghis Flap. <laughs> what is even that? Whereas I was going to say... <laughs> I was just going to say gangrene, but yeah. Yeah, but I sure. was going to say gangrenous can't. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, if we're going to keep with the wrestling theme, I could have said gangrel, but... <laughs> uh, I'm very little sleep. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Genghis can't. Does what Genghis can, but not. Straight off a cliff at the start. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, we thought that was funny. Hopefully the listeners... I can, I can only apologise. That's not getting beeped either. <laughs> Good. Um, Just redo so, it from the start. Start over. Exa- yeah, right. We're, we're not live, right? We do it live. We are live. <laughs> no. 
but well, well, listeners, uh, there was uh, Squiggly was just like shaking his head quite violently there because that doesn't come well over sound. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can't do bunny quotes too well in audio. So. But yes, so um, one thing to note is that this is one of the first episodes that we're going to try with a slightly new format. Um, I'm not sure whether this is going to go out before the other one we're doing that's a slightly new format but in case this one goes up first um the new format is going to be intro bit at the beginning then we're going to do it we're going to try a little bit more for a magazine style so we're going to have defined bits of the podcast with music in between rather than one whole long thing and if i can figure out how to do it i'm pretty sure it's easy enough to do i'm going to put chapters in so check your podcatcher i said it right this time not podchaser podcatcher um and if you find a bit that you don't really like or you want to skip over it just hit the next or skip button and it should take you to the next bit as long as i've done it right so ironically for a um podcast literally uh, called waffling gonna be a bit less waffling because uh, uh, more, this, more, this no more structured structured and very well contained waffling yes so, so the, it, it's very uh, well, tidy con- waffling. well contained yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right. <laughs> we, we did have a tendency to go on a bit like that one where we recorded yeah, ended up like true, six true. hours and we ended up three separate episodes oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was yeah. necessary wasn't it really? yes, <laughs> that was, well, yeah. yeah exactly it was a six right, hour exactly. recording session that wasn't it, it was good, yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, but um, still yeah. hasn't been beaten. So yes, so the format for this episode is going to be: we've done the intro bit. We're going to talk about recent games. And we're also going to talk about wrestling in video games. Uh, either that being wrestling video games or video games with wrestling in. We'll see what happens when we get there. My idea was we're going to talk about our favorite wrestling video games. But, you know, we often waffle. We may end up talking about the characters that are in, like, the guy from Dead or Alive who's a pro wrestler and his daughter who's a pro wrestler, played in the movie, which we don't talk about, by the venerable Kevin Nash, who is also a wrestler. But, again, we don't talk about that. Yeah, so. but it, what you got to remember is that's probably the only thing he's ever been in where he didn't pull his, didn't pull his quad. No, he, did, no, he does though. He does. He does, yeah, he does pull he his does. quads. They're on. They're on the raft. Does a right? joke? Yeah. They're, yeah. Exactly. They actually mention it in the movie. <laughs> they're on the raft and he's fighting and he pulls his quads and falls off the raft. It's a, it, it makes <laughs> they make fun of him for doing it in the movie. Did you not realize? No. Yeah. I, I knew. I knew during filming he got his nose broken. Just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he pulls his quads in the movie. The character he plays as something Armstrong. Or yeah. 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 pulls his quads and then falls off of the raft. So yeah, it happens in the movie but too. To, to so. kind of set the the uh, the the. the, the this is a good explanation of how it's going to go. In it, we just go <laughs> yeah, straight yeah, to yeah, the yeah. tangent. We're well contained, obviously. <laughs> to set to set the table, basically for this episode um, as a whole, wrestling and games are pretty strongly linked and have been for a while. Yes, but definitely more so. Um, so there's going to be a lot of crossover between what we talk about here anyway, course, because yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of crossover between games and wrestling. So yeah. where we'll go. And, and, the, and, and there's a debate whether the controls in the games or the video or real life are better or worse. Exactly. So, <laughs> and, yeah. and like, in both. You know, you've got, you've got wrestling stars like Kenny Omega who are trying to sort of blur the lines. Like his, his finisher is the one-winged angel, yeah. named famously after... Well, the one-winged angel in Final Fantasy VII, you, know, you were telling me earlier on, B, about how he's interviewed the director from Final Fantasy VII's remake on YouTube. I'll try and put a link to that. And he actually appeared in Tekken, as well as Cody Rhodes did, both exactly. appeared in adverts for Tekken and Street Fighter. There you go, you see? So, yeah, there's, there is a big crossover. So... So, just just for anyone listening, just to, just to be perfectly clear, we're not going to mention 2K20. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> just not. I, I do have it on one of my discussion not, points. N- not in a good light. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so going to be in a good light. So if you so like, if you like that game, or indeed Vince McMahon, if I you mean, are listening, um, <laughs> I would shut off the podcast episode I mean, right now. Just sitting there picturing Vince in his office listening to this while he's rewriting a, another episode of Raw at last minute. Damn! <laughs> what are you talking about? It is the greatest game ever. You'd better go download it, brother. Yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought that as well. Vince yeah. impression. <laughs> I mean, you know Hulk's the other one, right? Just, just yell, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. There he is, Genghis Khan again. But you can't kick him out. He's not having it. So, right. Okay. Jingle, please. <laughs> what I was hoping for was that this would be like a short intro segment, but... Um, <laughs> Just, oh. just in the edit, just cut it here and then just go to the jingle like this. <laughs> Not <laughs> happening. So yeah, so coming up, coming up, we've got a main feature bit where we talk about uh, wrestling in video games and wrestling video games and stuff. But uh, first, since it's been a while, we're going to talk about um, our recent video games and we're going to definitely cut that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry. no, jingle so much. Scridge vigorously shaking his heads. 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 <laughs> He's gone, he's gone so far into his wrestling persona now that he's just seeing double. <laughs> like, Let me tell you something, B. We're going to go to... concussion. Recent... <laughs> concussion, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, Let me tell you something. We're going to go to recent video games in three, in two, in one, brother. So, now that we're talking about... So, in this section of the podcast, we're going to talk about our recent video games. It's been a while since the B was on the podcast. So, we're going to talk to B first. So, B, what have you been playing recently? The most obvious candidate. And Fantastic. Yeah, we're not watching you. <laughs> You've been playing the most obvious candidate. I've been playing the most obvious awesome. candidate. My most obvious candidate I'm putting forward for this week, so I've got what I've been playing, said this week as if it's a weekly thing, um, is that Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which has just come out on Xbox and PC from Moon Studios, Microsoft published. And, I mean, if you know anything about this game, oh my God, is it a beautiful game. Like, literally ridiculously pretty to look at ridiculously good music and just oh the pal package comes together in this super polished uh platformer action metroidvania basically that uh that it is so if you've played the first game or in the blind forest which came out in 2015 i want to say um this is a sequel and yeah it's both more of the same and yet still very different. One of the major changes that has happened in this sequel is that they've definitely taken some inspiration from the Metroidvanias that have come since. And the biggest one, I would say, is Hollow Knight. So once again, you're playing as Ori, the forest spirit. And this time around, what happens is that you uh, uh, discovered this, well, I say discovered, come across this little orphaned baby owl. Um, who hatches, and she's got a a, a bit of a, a gammy wing. So they try you know, the razor as their own, as as their own, and and try and uh, get it to fly a first time flying, but she can't because of her wings not quite all there. Uh, so that, then Ori remembers that he got bit bit. I say spoilers for the previous game. Spoiler alert! Really. A massive spoiler, but. That is got a wit. That's uh, I, I'm gonna say I'm, th- I'm saying this. I cannot remember if Ori is a he or a she, or if they ever say. I don't think they ever say. But um, Ori remembers that they've got a little feather from the battle of uh, the previous battle that he used to glide and stuff. And he gives uh, Ku, which is the name of the of of the 
Owl. Who? The feather. Coo. Who? Spelt K-U. Coo. Who? Who? Coo. What? What? <laughs> we can do who's on next for a good. Who's on next? There you go. Huh? There's, there, that, that'll work. <laughs> so then they attach the wing, uh, the feather to Koo's uh, wing, and Koo and Ori together then go for a flight. But unfortunately, they get caught in a storm, which uh, separates the two, and the feather breaks off. And so you basically wake up in the middle of the forest, and you have to find Koo. And try and bring her home, basically, is, is the general idea. But the forest is got, being guarded by what I should refer to as the Shrieker, because that's what they call it at first. Um, but I'd be spoilers to say any more than that. Um, and the idea is, yes, this Metroidvania, uh, where you can go kind of where you want, but obviously certain paths are blocked until you get certain abilities and you find these abilities as you go along. But like I opened with, it is like just the most beautiful game to look at the artwork is spectacular every single scene you could take a picture of that and put that as like like a wallpaper or something on your phone or, or on your kind, t- kind of like witcher 3 and yeah, zero dawn honestly just, yeah it yeah. is beautiful to look at and, every, and the music in it is just spectacular i mean i'm not one for saying you should turn this podcast off at all but after the podcast get on spotify and we'll put the links in the description because the the soundtracks on spotify and they are bloody amazing gareth croker who is the uh, the uh, artist responsible for the music has just put together these spectacular sweeping tracks that uh, is just be- that you can just sit back and listen to and they're both magical and just take you into this this world of ori and all her friends or his friends like them i'm not sure ori's or all it's friends they them them yeah, yeah. there of yeah. Ori and all of Ori's friends, and um, then they will just it, yeah. The, 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 even the the enemies which are <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the enemies are alarming. <laughs> oh, right to censor here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was I before I got into it? Uh, Ori and, and Ori's friends. Bad and guys. Sweeping music. Bad yeah. guys. So sweeping music really brings you into the world of Ori and Ori's friends, and this just this majestic score that it, it's kind of a Disney feel, but also definitely its own thing because you've got these bad guys as well who are like twisted fairy tale. Well, I wouldn't say twisted fairy tale is not quite correct, but the, the sort of foreboding thing, but at the same time an air of wonder and mystery to them. That's very wholesome, for want of a better way, you know, especially in the current climate and you want a, a game to escape into. It's just this magical uh, world that is, is, oh, it, 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 it's so hard to kind of describe it without you know, showing somebody. And But when you see the footage and watch it in action, it is absolutely, and it plays, and it plays very well. It is such a polished game. I will say that, like, yes, some framework issues, what have you, um, and they're being patched in slowly. Sorry, patched out slowly, so that's fine. But in terms of just the whole package as a whole, there's all these little touches, like the little uh, animation, how things like rustle in the breeze, in this tiny, the most minute detail things that you wouldn't get in a in in things that are less polished. That just make the whole the the package as a coherent whole. Just give it this fairy tale quality, magical. Uh, sheen over it uh, and makes it just one of those games that I mean it has been a fairly slow start to the year because 
half of uh, half the reason of that obviously is a lot of games getting pushed out of the of the start of the year and moved to release dates. But it is in 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 a year that even with, with that being said, it is one of the best games of the year already. I can easily say that because it just plays so well. The the all the abilities tie into each other and it plays fluidly. You go as you're going along, you're learning uh, new skills and that, and you do feel like you're building a repertoire of skills that become this uh, that be, give give you these tools to get around and to fight. And then the new, like I said, there's some new new things for this sequel. The, the previous game, you'd create your own checkpoints by holding. That's gone. Uh, and it's now just standard checkpoints. But there's now a whole new load of... There's quite a lot more fighting, I would say, in this sequel than the previous one. So there's a lot of new battle abilities. Uh, and you get, like, this light sword is one of your first things. And you find other ones. And they give you new ways to attack the enemies and also, like, get around and navigate the levels. And you can get in this really cool flow once you get all the tricks down and you start rebounding off things with a, with a ping. And then you get, like, a grapple. And you can use a grapple to things. And it just all comes together really well in this coherent whole that tells a story that isn't necessarily complex or complicated. You know, it's, that's not what you're getting Ori for. But it's just a, a really lovely game to to play and sit back and just lose yourself in for a few hours. And yeah, I'm, I'm really loving it so far. I'm, I'm, I'm only halfway in. A funny thing is one of the... Th- it's got, of course, your usual collectibles and stuff like that to keep you coming back for, for stuff. But also it's got these little speed trials um, in some of the levels. And it's funny because I've been doing the one of the first speed trials. We, we ended up stuck on that for about four, four or five hours during the week, me and a friend who was basically battling each other on the leaderboard to try and get the uh, the top score, because you can just find these little ways to like just improve your time just a little bit, and so there's all these other like ways that it uh, also help it gives you options to like extend the gameplay and extend what what it's offering. But I can definitely recommend it as just this if you want this lovely story fairy tale to play through that just makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside because the characters are so goddamn adorable then Ori and the Will-O-The-Wisps is highly recommended from me. Ori, Will-O-The-Wisps, MacGyvering Owls since 2020. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right. There's a lot of argument for our games art and are they not, and I think the Ori series and Flower and things like that prove that games can be art. Yeah. Um, and then things like There Is No Game. That, I think, is a wonderfully stupid piece of art. I don't know if you've played that, B. I've, I've heard of it, but I don't think I've played it yet. Uh, mm. right. it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I played it at the um, National Video Game Museum, yeah. which I think has moved. Yeah. was in Nottingham now. It's in Sheffield, Sheffield or something like yeah. that. I played it whilst it was in Nottingham, and it was it's loads of fun. Because you walk up, and it just says, there is no game. And you're like, okay. And then it says, press to start. I was like, right, fair enough, press. And then it's like, don't press this button. <laughs> pressed it and then it's like you shouldn't have pressed this button and then things start happening and just think about that is that the crows 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 one i because if it know. is and i think i have played that well, oh, I, have okay. to later. <laughs> I don't know if there are multiple games with the same title but i think it was a flash game to start with and then it was released on some formats i think but mm. yeah it's uh there's a strong contender therefore is it art is it, 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 it are games art or are they not and some are like you never probably say that call of duty is art but you could probably get away with saying that um, that Call, Call is. of Duty is a pain in the art. A pain Sometimes. in the art. I like it's it. it's it's interesting because like I would say that that whole against art argument. A lot of them try. A lot of games, you know, try to kind of answer that question by being these weird sort of experiences that aren't 
don't play like traditional games. And like the one you said, the, the this is not a game that that kind of does this weird abstract thing. Whereas Ori in the Blind Forest uh, and uh, Will of the Wisps, both of those are fairly traditional games in what they are. Like it's a met, like I say, it's a Metroidvania, and you know what you're getting for a Metroidvania platforming action, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they they are so polished in how they look, in the aesthetics, in the art direction, in the music. That, yeah, you can say put them forward as, do you want to see how pretty games can look and how beautiful games can look? And not just on a surface level beautiful, but just on, a, on an entire package beautiful. This is the game to show them. And this is definitely one of those games in that sense. Sure. Okay. Uh, so what have you been playing then, Squidge? Uh, Fantasy Star Online for the GameCube. Yeah. I can't really say out about that. I, I go into autopilot whenever I play it. So. <laughs> This is a GameCube right. version, um, not the one that's just about to release on Xbox in America. Oh, don't, don't start with yeah. PSO2. Star Online 2, yeah. <laughs> the game that's been out in Japan for like 15 years or something. Yeah, 10 like years. Yeah. Yeah. And they're really just bringing it over. And it's it's only been... It's getting a rolling release yeah, trial. Fr- from America at the moment. And I just I give up on it, to be honest. I was going to say, I think at the time of recording, they're, they are currently holding a closed beta for America again, American Canada only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the one where two guys playing, a couple of guys playing the closed beta, they got to max level, which is 75 within 48 hours. I mean, because, you know. Yeah. You, you give a bunch of people who like playing Mamopagas a Mamopaga to play, and they're going to. They and they'll gonna, take a mile. What they're going to do is they're going to play it. You know what I mean? They're, they're, Mamopaga's going to. Mamopaga. Mamopaga. I just want to point out, listeners, that every t- almost every time you've heard that so far, it has been Squidge. It's not been a sound effect. He's that he is that good at doing the goose from Untitled Goose Game. Honk. Honk. <laughs> now I've I've been playing that, and last night I was playing online with uh, G hashtag Duck on me, Audrey. He was playing Borderlands Three for the first time because yes. just at the time of recording, that's just come out on Steam. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he refused to get it on Epic, which I can understand after a six-month exclusive period. Yeah, yeah. whereas I, I, I did get it on Epic because I, I was. Don't have a yeah, I was, I was playing, playing Colt with him as a character I've never played as before, so that was fun. The good thing is, is that now the Steam release is out. They have introduced crossplay on PC, so Epic people can play with Steam people and vice versa. Thankfully. Mm. So that's very helpful <laughs> because it means I'll be able to join in soon Ooh. when we all get ourselves organised. Organised. Bunny quotes organised. I'm saying it quotes organised because it's usually me that they tend to just go on without me. It's like, but are, you, are you around me? Are you up to do it? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> the guy where we'll meet up at 12 and I put a three hour addition to that and he still turns up late. So, so to look behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, let's not do the, let's not do the, uh, wherever it is, baseball. What's the phrase? Inside baseball. Inside yeah. of baseball, yeah, yeah. We could do the outside of baseball. <laughs> yeah, we could do outside of baseball, that's fine. I, I, I'm not entirely sure what that means, but yeah, we could totally do that. Um, so what else have you been playing, Squidge? That's it. Okay, um, one thing I didn't really do was, have you been playing anything else, B? Yes, uh, okay. a couple of things. Uh, three words or less. Three words or less. Now, a couple, a couple of things that I'll do touch it. on briefly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot more than three words. I mean, honk. Um <laughs> The very, the very things I want to touch on, that the other things I've been playing uh, are Apex Legends. I've been getting back into that for season four with the new character Revenant, who I quite like. Um, I don't know why I suddenly enjoy it with him, but now um, I bought the I bought this uh, season's pass, and I'm already got to level ninety six on it. 
out of 100. So I'm like, you got way I must too be much spare time when you're on. Well, the, the interesting <laughs> thing is, is that since release last year, they've added a new map. And I really like the new map for some reason. I found it a lot better to play than the, the original map. So that's been quite fun to, to, to get back into. And some of the changes they've made, like thingy events and stuff, that's been quite fun. And yeah, it's, it's still the only battle royale that I can really find myself playing and uh, and enjoying. They have, at the time of recording, just released Call of Duty Warzone, um, which is Call of Duty Modern Warfare's Battle Royale mode, um, for free. You don't need Modern Warfare to play it, but I haven't had a chance to try it out yet, so I cannot speak for how, how good it is or anything. It's 100 gig. So, wow. yeah, and Modern Warfare, the game itself, is 120 gig. Yeah. So it's like, well... I could, I mean, it's currently on sale, so there's a temptation for me, for me to go, oh, I'll just buy Modern Warfare, but even though Warzone's Modern free. Warfare Warzone, is it? Yeah, it's, it's called Call of Duty Warzone. Call of Duty Warzone. It's so attached to Modern Warfare. If, if someone asked me if I wanted to play that, I'd say I'd rather <laughs> hands and clap. So <laughs> Apparently it's quite good. But I don't yeah, care. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of yeah. Call of Duty. See, the original, the first one, yeah, but not the, not the I new I can ones. take or leave it, but I've been told that Modern Warfare is one of the really good ones. I've been mm. told again, like not a chance to... There I am saying 25 gigs for a Resident Evil 2 remake yeah. download was a lot. Yeah, and Borderlands 3 was 73 gigs. And you think 23 is massive. Yeah, and it's like, so there's Modern Warfare, Call of Duty, 123 gigs on Xbox, and you got to think, like, it's like me, you've got an Xbox One, a launch Xbox One, you've got 500 gig. That's more than a fifth of your hard drive. Yeah. I, I get a USB. Oh, yeah, I've got one. Yeah, I've, got, I've got an external. Yeah, I've, I've had to get an external, but... That's nearly full. <laughs> um, it's, it's just full of Fortnite. Yeah, like, well, no, so... I don't like Fortnite. So obviously the reason for the huge amount of hard drive space required is the texture maps, the audio files, and the video yeah. files, right? The stuff you never have really get. Yeah. The thing is, right, this is a stupid thing, right? The the interstitial videos, the vignettes or whatever, you're never going to really notice them because most people are going to skip over them, right? And the textures are these weird things where if they weren't in such high quality, people would complain but they're also not going to notice them because they're going to be playing through the game so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird duality. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, and it's, it's gone off on a slight tangent, is that the new consoles, when they come, if they end up coming at the end of this year, as they're supposed to, um, the main, one of the main things they're both going to have, by the sounds of it, is SSDs, which should yeah. be obviously faster for long. Welcome to 2010. Yeah, yeah. Right? I was going to make that joke too. That, that joke comes to you from an episode <laughs> of Linus Tech Tips, where he said, yeah, give console gamers welcome to 2010. I think you're going to enjoy it here. <laughs> it's quite fun. Uh, but it's, I'm, I'm, we have snacks. <laughs> I, I was speaking to someone about the new consoles, and I'm really hoping that the base level, even though it's not, you know, to keep costs down, this is probably the first thing that they're not going to do. But I really hope that they come with better than 500 gig default hard drives it will be yeah. because my goodness if call of duty now if, if one game takes up nearly a fifth of your hard drive space already like just imagine 4k everything else that these new yeah, consoles are gonna it. have like, you're gonna have one game on a hard drive yeah and i'm also slightly worried in case i turn around and go well do you know what we can do We'll make these external hard drives that are officially branded. We'll make those the only ones that work with your, co- with your yeah. console. I don't think they'll do that, but you know, it's always. Do you remember Squidge when you first got your PS3 and you installed Metal Gear Solid Four and you couldn't install anything else? 
That's because I bought it with a 30 gig hard drive. That's even why. so, even but so. But yeah, like a 30 gig hard drive is not gig. enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry to keep it. Uh, maybe it's me, but I think a console should have at least, the default hard drive start size that comes with console should be at least enough to contain at least 10 games. But that's like, and even that I feel is a bit stingy. Well, call me crazy. I think all the data files should be on the disk and you run it from the disk. That's well, just me being well, old. The, the problem with that is that um, uh, there's a there's a whole episode. I'll have to find it and link it in the show notes, but there's an entire episode of Coding Box where they talk for two hours about the scale, like the distance in, in scaled up uh, values between the CPU and the hard drive and a disk drive, like an optical drive. I was going to say, isn't, talk it about, now, isn't it faster to actually read the data from an SSD than it, it is, is a yeah. disk so, so, so because because there's a SSDs, so I'm talking M2. So I've got an M2 uh, hard drive, which is a PCIe, which has almost direct access to the CPU. That's like having your CPU in this house, right? Um, in, in your house and your hard drive being at the end of the street or in American terms at the end of the block. So about a mile away, right? And if it's that close scaled up, right? If you, sorry, if you scale out, right? And go out to, um, where the, the optical drive is, you're talking about the distance between your house and Venus. <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 it does make more sense from a, I don't need a massive hard drive perspective but it doesn't make more sense in a game loading time and it's it's only because we are demanding as consumers higher quality graphics higher quality sound better experiences that the the developers and the artists and the content creators need to create that much information see i'm i'm not demanding all that i'm just demanding games that work of course of course yeah (laughs) and i mean that's that's why shots fired we but yeah (laughs) we'll come on to that later (laughs) yeah but i mean that's why like the switch has an sd card and you can dump whatever games you want on that because the sd card has the games loaded onto it and the sd card is like it's that same distance between the cpu and the hard drive being less than a mile away you know it's very close but yeah uh Totally, and that's that's our fault. Like I say, as consumers wanting to have the highest quality of whatever, but I think I think the Switch is one of those outliers that has proved that you don't have to have the highest quality graphics. No. Like like the Witcher Three runs at sixty frames a second at points mm. on the Switch because it, it can't run at sixty frames a second. Well, and you, you can hardly notice. You can hardly tell. I'm I'm not bothered experience. if anything's like locked at thirty frames per second because to be honest I can't really tell the difference. No. Yeah, but yeah, but, but you're I I would make the argument that you're not a hardcore gamer who I don't really care who cares about all of the stats and the I text I, I, I care about like gameplay story and if it actually I, boots. I wouldn't and, even say it's necessarily hardcore gamers that care about that stuff, but it is a significant number of people in terms of who, who do care about it. Who, well, demand like, the as, best. As, it's it's similar to textures things uh, like that Jay was saying earlier. In that people don't care when it's there, but they notice when it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that, that's that's the biggest difference. Yeah, you know? and I think yeah, I think um, the the consoles need to come with large drives, and I think the current the current climate with regards to COVID-19, not wanting to remind people too much of it, the current climate with that is going to affect the drive sizes that the console manufacturers can afford to put in them. Because you've got to remember that a console manufacturer is going to lose money on the sale of the console. They make money on the the cut that they take for each game. I mean, at the current rate, with, going to say, obviously, given the, the current uh, state of affairs with that, and that most of the components are made in China, there's mm-hmm. a very real possibility at the moment that those consoles could get delayed from holiday this year, oh, purely because of the production issues. 
change. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. going to be a couple of months at the very least. Well, very, I, mean, yeah, I referenced it earlier, but there's a Linus Tech Tips video that talks about this, and he basically says, if you are holding off upgrading your hardware for whatever reason, don't. Do it now. Yeah. Because in two months, three months, nobody knows. It could be cheaper, it could be more expensive, it could be that these manufacturers can't make these things. Cause the, because at the end of the day, these are the things that are, require people to be in the factories to make. There are certain things that don't require people to be at the machines to make them. And I went on a tirade with Squidge earlier on today, not in the podcast, and I'm not going to repeat it. But there are things that don't require people to, to manufacture them, which we don't need to worry about. But if you are worried about technology and wanting to upgrade things or just interested in what's going to happen it's those things the technological stuff computer components video games those things require people to be involved in that production line mm. and the uh it's a it's a shame that most of the it's not a, well yeah that a lot of the uh manufacturing plants are in and around the wuhan area which is where covid19 sort of broke out from and so they're only just starting to get back into the swing of things. So it's going to take a while. It's going to have a knock-on effect. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So wrestling. But well, uh, <laughs> quickly, the, the other two, quickly, the other two games I want to uh, touch on that I've also This isn't really quick, is it? it, it <laughs> I, I know, we keep me in quick and then th- getting sidetracked. Anyway, the other two games I did want to qu- t- touch on quick. Um, I got Days Gone recently in the sale, which is a PS4 exclusive, where you play it basically as a motorcyclist in a, a zombie apocalypse. Got to love that draw distance. It's it's not a bad game, but I I can kind of see why it didn't really set the charts high. Like it's quite fun. There's there's some good ideas there, but it doesn't really do it doesn't really change up much during the course of the game from what I've played so far. And it, to me, it feels like just PlayStation 4 State of Decay. Yeah, I don't know if that was. Um, and I'm not the biggest fan of State of Decay. Yeah, anyway. it's 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 all right. It's serviceable, but. It's not going to set me on fire. Um, and the other thing was I got... Shadow Ironically, of... that's a good way to get rid of zombies. Very true. And the other <laughs> thing was I got um, Shadow of the Colossus on uh, PS Plus, having never got round to playing the PS2 version. It's one of those that's always been on my list and never got round to. Uh, I've only just started it, and quite fun so far. I'm looking forward to getting into it. It very much feels like a game that's more style than substance. Like, I get why. You know, it's 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 a very self-contained sort of experience, and I can see why it gets so much plaudits and stuff. But yeah, there's like not a lot to it. It's just like you climb up, get to the, uh, get to the bad, uh, the sorry, the weak spot, and and, and stab, 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 stab until it goes down. Yeah, it is. It's very much. Here's a really large thing. Look at how large this thing is. Look at how amazing it is to look at. Now climb up it, stab it. Oh, shoot, do... shoot an arrow in its eye. Yeah. What do I do now? Here's this large thing. Right. Look at how large <laughs> it is and how Co- great it is. Copy to look and paste at. nineteen times. Climb up it and credit. Stab it. Stab it. Yeah. Like the weak spot. Um, so yeah, so basically, I'm now just in a bit of a. Well, not I wouldn't say an entirely in a holding pan because, like I say, already the Blood Forest is brilliant. I can see that's going to last me. But um, at the time recording, next week is the release of both Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing. Um, the memes for that. Have oh been my god, amazing. I am so looking forward to both. <laughs> I am ready to both rip and tear, and also rip and tear a hole in my bank account until Tom Nook takes my kneecaps and sells the, my house so, for all its bells. So, so it's it's recently come out. I read that um, if you've got Twitch Prime, you get free stuff. And one of the things you can get for Doom Eternal is you can dress up the Doom guy yeah. as a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to get that, and I'm going to bloody love it. Doom guy is going to be fully customizable. They've announced this week, and yeah, so Twitch Prime's going to get a specific one, and then you're going to be able to—I mean, I assume you're going to be able to buy all microtransactions how you want it. So even though it's an entirely single-player game, there is some multiplayer components. I really hope there's a Hulk Hogan one. In there. 
The big feather boa that you see on screen. Yeah, with the big feather boa on screen. Rather than traditional Doom multiplayer, yeah, it's going to be a mode where you're going to have you'll be able to like invade other people's games as a demon, and then you get to control demons and try and slow down. It's it's like uh, if you play online on Resident Evil Six, you can invade another person's game as a zombie and try and catch them out. Yeah, so That's like cool. the, the, I think it's gonna be very interesting. I can't remember so the name. Of it. It's got a specific name, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, to, to like, uh, corruption or something. That gives you like a, a reason to dress up your Doom guy because other people will see it in, yeah. in that mode. But like, hopefully, I mean, I, I, I'm saying microtransactions are thing. Like, I'm, I'm expecting it to be. I don't think they've actually said if it's going to be microtransactions or what. But I know some of the costume. I'm fairly certain some of the costumes are, pre, are like certain pre-order bonuses. You get this Doom guy costume and this Doom guy costume. See, this is what I was talking about, right? When they delayed Doom Eternal and they said, "We're sorry, we need to delay it March 2020," and a whole bunch of people went, "No!" And I was like, "Doom, it'll be done when it's done." There's other stuff to play. It's not the end of the world, <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, say, like, it's it's funny how they are two games on the completely opposite sides of the spectrum. Oh, they are. But Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal, both landing on the same day, and both being games that oh, I really want to play. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's so absolutely... many wonderful memes. Like, there's one that I saw. I don't like describing memes, but. There's it's called Invasions, saw. by the way. Sorry, the multiplayer. Invasions. Yeah. There's one meme that I saw where, you know, Doom guys ripping and tearing and shooting stuff. And then the character from um, from Harvest Moon shows up and says, Have can I try? <laughs> he just hands the gun to her. <laughs> are, we, are, are, we, are we all getting Doom Eternal? In I'm getting Doom Eternal. It's, it's uh, going on the table, hamster. Animal Crossing. I don't know why. I was like, hey, Doom Eternal, are we all getting Animal Crossing in the room? You're not getting Animal Crossing? You don't like it, do you? I've never played it. Oh. Man. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not. What's it called? Um, not, not Wild World. New Horizons. Right. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. New Horizons. The last one's called New Leaf. That's why it's confusing. Right. I see. So, yeah, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to setting up a, 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 a my island retreat and then just like going to my friends' ones and stealing all their stuff off Rip the trees. Tear, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then going back to man and planting the planting the trees and that. That's and it. Like, oh, it's, it's going to be so good. And it's, like I said, two entirely disparate things, but... Especially in the current climate, just having that place to go kill and that is yeah. going to be bloody welcome yeah. to to go and like yeah kill out with Isabel and yeah and then get absolutely yeah at, at, get our kneecaps stolen and get at, <laughs> get completely financially yeah uh, fi- trying to think of a good way Yeeft. to put it. Well, I had a, I had a word, but I don't want to financially say it. yeeted. <laughs> yes, to be absolutely. Financially screwed over by Tumnut and his bells. Uh, <laughs> going, yes, we'll give you a house. Now pay it back for the rest of your life. Capitalism. It's too real, man. It's too, too real. real. Oh. I mean, it's the closest any of us millennials will get to the dream of owning a house. That's it, right? All these. That's why they did it, right? <laughs> exactly. It's like millennials, the real game. <laughs> But yeah, um, so recently, since we last recorded, this is going to be weird because Squidge and I are recording another episode tomorrow at the date of recording. So like what we're going to talk about, I'm not sure. But um, what I've been playing recently is a lot, a lot. I've nearly finished Final Fantasy IX for the first time in my entire life, which is really good. But I've also been playing a lot of um, Fantasy Star Online. So it's different to the version Squidge has been playing. Squidge has been play- play- You've been playing the OG version yeah, yeah, on Dreamcast. Squid- Squidge has been playing Fantasy Star Online episodes 1 and 2 on the GameCube, which is Fantasy Star Online for the Dreamcast with loads of new stuff. Um, whereas I've been playing Fantasy Star Online for the Dreamcast, and I discovered that 
the boffins who make the Dreamcast emulator called Flycast have put loads of effort into um, actually allowing it to go online. So for the for the folks who don't realize, the Dreamcast was one of the first home video games consoles that had a modem built in. And you could take it online, you could browse the internet, and lots of games had online-only features. It even had a version of Windows. CE, wasn't it? Yeah, CE, Windows, so CE. As a, as a developer and a developer of Windowsy things, I can go into that, but I won't. Um, essentially, CE stands for, stands for Compact Edition, so it's like a tiny version of Windows. It's weird. It's Windows without the window manager so it's the operating system but without the front bit that you interact with explorer that you know of it had support basic support for things like DirectX and stuff like that it's where the xbox came from the xbox was actually a continuation of the dreamcast but uh yeah so i've been playing that uh because yeah the the folks behind flycast have figured out a way of getting it online on your machine so like the video that i saw was someone playing uh fantasy star online for the dreamcast on the switch online which is just that is yeah I'm, right? I'm, that is like obviously it's a modded switch. I was going to say I'm not one for modding, especially the switch. But well, the thing is, the that switch sounds is, good. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I'm being very reductive here. The switch is actually kind of easy to hack because it's actually based on Android. Well, you can so you can soft mod it, can't you? Now? Yeah, you can soft well, mod it. Um, uh, you guys can with yours. I can't with mine. So no. mine is the new switch with the hardware yeah, revision. You guys, so it, not not that we're planning to. No, by no the way. <laughs> and, and I'm not recommending it. Um, and we're not going to give instructions. Because, we're just saying yeah, it. You, 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 you it is can, possible. You can you can use the Googles. Yeah, right, and right, find right. out for yourselves. All like this you stuff. can type in. I think it's like Nintendo Switch hack, and it will tell you how to do it. But I'm not recommending you do it. But I've I've seen like on a technological uh, level, I've seen some of the things that thing. It's it's really interesting because it's just like it's basically like the Switch is a, an Nvidia Tegra tablet, isn't it? It's yeah, it's the Nvidia Shield. So yeah. if you've got an Nvidia Shield, that is essentially what it is yeah but it's got a touch screen screen on it but uh yeah i digress um be playing that online and i've been playing uh final fantasy and hopefully going to get that finished within the next month because i've already got I, I i said i've made myself the promise that i would only buy one switch game and then finish that and then buy the next switch game but i ended up buying warriors origin 4 i ended up pre-ordering it before i even bought final fantasy 9 so, um, that that plan is the worst plan sounds like the worst plan to do, for, do on a Switch because Switch is just made for like those little. But B, B, B. I'm just pointing out my wall of games here. No, I, 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 I had that plan originally I, as well. I don't you know? deny that, but I'm saying that Switch <laughs> as a console yeah, yeah. is more suited to yeah. that sort of. Oh, I'll just play five minutes of this and five minutes of that. Like literally it's... this week because of uh, Doom Eternal and that the Doom games were all on sale. Like I get Doom one, Doom two, Doom three for like a fiver for all Ooh. three and on my on my Switch. And like, even though I've got, I've got no intention of like playing them through to the end, but I can just, you know, I, it's cool. That I can just pick it's, up my it's, switch. It's the ultimate drop and drop in, drop exactly, out game, exactly. and it doom. Yeah. So to so to have a a one on and one out con- um, scheme on the switch, especially, I can see the reasons why. Also, because Nintendo games, generally speaking, have a a bit of an extortionate hike in price compared to other ones like for example like skyrim on switch is like 20 pound more expensive than any other format on the mm-hmm. switch um you know so i can see the reasons for having that oh one in one out but on a on a level of how you use how you tend to use a switch and how it's designed to be used yeah it's it's the it's the oh, yeah, what you I want mean, to have just, games just on, on the subject to do one thing that i am looking forward to on um 
obviously time recording next week's release of Doom, is that I'm going to get the um, the deluxe edition mm. on uh, Steam, and that on the on Friday when it comes out the twentieth, that includes Doom sixty four. Yeah, yeah. I've got it in the N sixty four. It's so hard to control. Yeah. But I want to play that with a pad that I'm more used to now. Yeah. And see if I can actually complete it. I think it. they have confirmed that 64 will be available separately as well. Yeah. Yeah, for, for yeah it is separately, but it comes with yeah. like the deluxe Yeah, yeah you can so. get a pre-order on it. But on that, that yeah. is definitely a purchase that I'm getting for the Switch as well. I mean, yeah, I, I feel that like... That wasn't a plug, by the way. Just <laughs> mentioning. <laughs> I feel like my one-in, one-out thing lasted a very long time. Yeah, and it's only well. because it's only because of Warriors Origin Four. I pre-ordered it, mm. and I was like, "Right, I will get that on release day in February." Brilliant! And then, like just before Christmas, I was like, "Oh, I can get Final Fantasy IX. Yeah, and I ordered that, and I completely forgot. Apps like to the point where I had forgotten that I had ordered Warriors Origin Four. To the point where I almost ended up with three copies of it. Are we, are, um, are we watching Warriors Watchers? Are we watching? Are we watching? Warriors are actually for Ultimate. Yeah. Uh, it's the one that's just come out, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just, Warriors uh, Origin Four has been out for a while. Yeah, Ultimate is Ultimate's the best. Yeah, you can yeah, get it all in one thing or an upgrade like, pack. Yeah, yeah. I saw the press uh, a news piece on a press release about it coming out, and I was like, "Isn't this already out?" I'm like, "Oh, right, no, Ultimate, right." So they do an Ultimate edition, like they do with yeah. thingies, like they do with Street Fighters. Yeah, it's stuff. just literally it, all of the DLC and some more DLC. Yeah, and some yeah. new stuff. In, yeah. In, in, yeah. Are, are you? Have you got? Have you played? Oh, are you considering the Final Fantasy on the Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy Seven remake demo? Nope. I haven't played the demo. Yeah. Um, I was contemplating it, and then I've just kind of gone. It's going to be full price. It's going to be the first part of the game. It's not a full game. They aren't marketing it as episodes. So then, what's the next one? Is it going to be Final Fantasy Seven Two? Is it going to be Final Fantasy Seven Episode Two? And how many episodes are they breaking it into? <laughs> how much is it going to cost me to play this game if I buy that on release? If I buy it on the Switch, full stop. Mm. You know, if I wait three weeks and buy it for the PC, it's going to drop by twenty five percent, thirty percent, forty percent. Well, it's got a full year on exclusive on PS4 first anyway. So, <laughs> well, yeah. so, yeah. so Jerry's saying, well, you know, it's episodic, it's full price. Squid is going to end up getting. I'll play it his house. So, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know whether I should bother because I'll just end up playing it his house and blah blah. Nah. Dude, I mean, I could just go I, camp out at Lulu's house and play it at hers. That's yeah, Dude, uh, you would, you'd, you'd have to sit there and watch. You would feel what I felt. Growing up, when you'd hog a game and I'd watch it, I can see the justification. I do know that um, the um, first part pretty much goes up to not long after you meet Red Five. Uh, Red Five, Red Thirteen. It's Midgar. It's Midgar. Yeah, yeah, because they have said that Red Thirteen will not be playable. He'll only be a AI controlled cameo. So he won't be playable this time round until DLC comes out or Microsoft. I don't. I don't even know about DLC because, like I say, but they are working on the next episode. Let's look at the the history of episode again. Oh, here we go. Half so Life much for two. wrestling. No, no, we'll come back to Half-Life 2, episode 1 and 2. Mm. They kept teasing episode 3. Sonic 4, episode 1 and 2. <laughs> right? Let's the, have a Sonic game with the, momentum. The, that's the a pro- good idea. Yeah, but the, no, no, that's not what I'm getting at. The, the point I'm getting at is as soon as people stop buying it, there's no more incentive yeah, you, to release you, the final you, part. But you, you th- basically are going on the thing of that. You're worried about it because it being episodic, yeah, that people are going to lose interest before they finish doing it. 
And the thing is, I don't think that's going to happen for Final Fantasy VII at all. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, if you've seen the amount of things for it's, the demo coming out, and my God, those numbers. It, it, it's it's kind of like Resident Evil 2. It's so much of a special game. And there are, there are exceptions to the episodic rule that I can point out. I know there's not many. Life is Strange, Life is Strange 2. Two very successful games using the episodic model. Mm-hmm. And they've been... They've, finished the traveler's tales walking dead they were kind of episodic yeah no they were episodic yeah they you can point them as successes and like i know it's a bit thing when the studio went under Mm. before the last one finished but thankfully they managed to get them done um Mm -hmm. but yeah no i totally get the risks and everything so i can see i see the trepidation but like i say yeah with final fantasy i mean this seven remake i've heard nothing but good things about it from the demo and that i don't want to get kind of get the demo i don't know if i want to save myself for the game I'm, I'm, but they are offering yeah. a free theme if you download uh, the... I, I think but just, worth... just get the demo for the theme and then get the game yeah i, I honestly <laughs> think it's worth trying the demo because the play style isn't for everyone yes. i'm i'm and it's very different i'm not too fussed about it i mean ike i was talking to him the other day and he said he got the demo and he played it and he got the uh there's a secret ending by the way um don't know if anyone knew but there is a secret ending but he said he played it. It played a lot like certain games I've played before, and he was breaking it down for me because he he knows that I refuse to look at anything for a game that's coming out. I don't look at any of the footage, any of the gameplay, any reviews, anything. I just jump straight into the game with a fresh perspective. And he said it might be worth getting just to see what it's like, maybe like the yeah. the intro, just to it's, see what it's like. And I I just point blank refuse. I just said I'm going to dive in head first the minute it yeah. comes out. Yeah, but the the problem is the way that, the reason that they've released this demo is partially to see what the actual response would be, but also to give people a chance to actually try it out because it isn't going to be for everyone. Mm. You know, um, I'll, I'll people, just jump straight in. It's lot, very, it plays very similar to 15. I yeah, lot, and a lot of people don't get on with 15, which is why it's Which is very... weird. Well, I mean, uh, you say a lot of people don't get on with 15, I and mean, that's true, yeah, but um, also 15 has been one of the most successful ones. So, mm. but, but on the flip side of that, 15, there was a lot of tutorials before he started. Yeah. I know, because I got the King Edition. Yes. And I didn't get too far into it because I, I got caught in the trap of let's just explore. But there are a hell of a lot of train little training missions mm-hmm. before you go out in the big wild well with the rest of your crew. And it's it's one of those where once you start it, you've just got to keep going because you can't start it, yeah. go off and then come back. Because yeah. Yeah. you'll you end up restarting it, again. If you think about it, then the original 7 was exactly like that as well because there was a quite a lot of tutorials. And yeah, I th- I think didn't really open... You've got that... I mean, The, the fact difference that, is the scale. Though. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. And like, it's funny, like I say, because you, you kind of consider the first game that Midgar was kind of the tutorial and then it opens up. Yeah. Whereas this episodic release, it's pretty much, they've said it's just Midgar. So it's yeah. like, you're literally just getting the entire tutorial as an entire game, <laughs> yeah. basically this time around. So but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, I, as I say, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So mm-hmm. quite optimistic. I'm, I'm, I'm quite optimistic. Um, am I going to get a launch? I don't know yet. I mean, we'll see. We'll see when we get there. But given, given that the next few weeks, like I said, you've got Doom Eternal, you've got Animal Crossing on the same day. Then, literally two weeks later, you've got Resident Evil 3 remake. Stars. Remake. Oh. Then, literally a week later, you've got the Final Fantasy remake. I mean, my goodness. It's, we've gone from having a very slow start of the year to... Drowning. About six weeks where... <laughs> it's drought to a drowning. Flash flood, sorry. It's not just six weeks, there's a lot of games coming out. It's six weeks. There are five high-profile, and mm-hmm. from everything I've heard from insiders and people who've played these games for review and stuff in advance very 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 good games 
Yeah, I mean, bloody good ones. Not wanting to sound horrible, but if you are in one of these places where you are locked down because of COVID nineteen, and you're a video gamer, you've got something to tide you over. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like video games companies when that, we've well, got you covered. Yeah, well, like, uh, I guess yeah, I can say um, you haven't, we haven't had a podcast since since this, the news came out. But now E three is being cancelled. Yep. You've got something to do over the summer. Exactly, these games. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I don't want to make it into a joke, but yeah, you've got. If you, it's, it's just fact of life, and it? it's it's yeah. a nice schedule. In fact, of life, you've got these. If, if you are isolated, yeah, exactly. if you're into video games and you're going to get locked in, you've got something to keep you going. Yeah. Or if you're not into video games and you you've got a console just to play Blu-rays, there the, there is, there is a slight panic of given that they've been cancelling all these movies. It's like we're really up the ducks to turn around and go, we're going to cancel these games as well. We're going to hold off on these games. Well, no, because the majority you can hold off, you can't cancel. No, them. no, 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 no. no. The majority really of them are digital releases. Yeah, so. I, agree. I mean, there are physical copies, but... I agree, but I'm going to say that because they, they can be released digitally, but then also a lot of digital things are kind of still tied to retail releases, such mm. as prices. Mm-hmm. So there is a possibility that, uh, oh, well, if we can't have it at retail, then we can... Essentially, we'll it's, hold it off essentially it's a case of just watch your space, really. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really. We, 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 we can, in interesting times. We, we can hope for the best, which is, you know, give me Resi 3 and then leave me alone for a week. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't know and we can't know. So Also, yeah. also I've learnt my lesson from Resident Evil 2. I'm not going to play that on hardcore. <laughs> at midnight, at, at the, release. Yeah, at the moment of release. After no, having I, I, I don't fancy feeling <laughs> odd for a full hour after having a massive I, panic attack. I was going to say, it's funny, because, yeah, like... Uh, it yeah, laugh at my fear. Realising how close we were to it, so like, oh, we haven't even got that on, on the uh, on the um, schedule for this episode. And I was like, there's a, a lot of things we could say about Resi, Resi 3 as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this, this is, apparently this is meant to be about wrestling. So <laughs> what I just... I just, God knows want, how many minutes I just want to say... And I've been waiting three years to say it. I told you so. Right? When they when they announced oh, Resident Evil go. 2, hmm. I have to say it, when they announced hmm. Resident Evil 2, before they even finished announcing it, people were saying, Resident Evil 3, please, Resident Evil 3, yeah. please. And I'd already started pointing out that they'd obviously already started working on both, um, because unlike Resident Evil 2, uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3, the remix, were made together one after the other. Originally, Resident Evil 3 on the PlayStation wasn't even supposed to be Jill Valentine. No. Just a little tidbit for you. I know you already know that switch. Yeah. But they started... I mean, another another one, if, if it was Resident Evil 3, was not supposed to be Resident Evil 3. It was supposed to be a spin-off game. Mm-hmm. And it got turned into Resident Evil 3 when the re- what was going to be Resident Evil 3 didn't look like it was going to be ready in time. And then that spins off into what was going to be 4 and Veronica... And what ended up being Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. I feel like I need to say I told you so again. Because when Resident Evil 7 came out, and you can go back into the podcast, you travel back in time, and you can hear me say it, Resident Evil 7 comes out. Uh, Luck and Shell, Japanese rock band, releases a song called Don't Be Afraid in the music video, which was downloadable as a VR app for the PlayStation 4. Um they put in a whole bunch of references to Final, uh, to Final Fantasy, to Resident Evil 2, <laughs> but then right at the end there's a reference to Resident Evil 3. Nemesis turns up in the exact same skin that he has for Resident Evil 3. Now the remake, exactly the same. Not just, oh, it's a really tall character and a really long dress. I mean, it looks exactly the same. Can you, can you, we were to link a picture or thingy of a video footage of that in the, uh, in yeah, yeah, the I'll, notes, I'll happily do it. Cause I want to exactly see that. Exactly the same. And I'm like, it's happening. 
Well, the, don't the, sit and don't sit and say please make it happen. It's already happening. It's, it's I mean, like, I know it's a VR experience. Yeah, I was going to say the, the, there is a video of someone looking directly. around. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to say I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you, you YouTube won't get the video. Footage, yeah. Right? Yeah, there yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. There's YouTube footage. I, I think Seth Rolf would um, thrive in Raccoon City or oh. Resident Evil Three. I mean, just he's, he's I mean, if he avoids right the humans, yeah. Seth Rolf and Wesker would be best buds. Yeah, just just hanging out in the shady douche before down and then exactly. comes out swords are swinging what do we That's think it. of the um uh what's it called operation resistance have you seen any of it so far uh i'd prefer a mercenaries mode mm, yeah <laughs> I, think, I think resistance looks, um, looks okay but i'll probably give it a go but i'm yeah. going to be more interested in the main story i know a lot of the if there are going to be microtransactions it's going to be for the resistance yeah. mode one feature I do like they've announced for Project Resistance I want to touch on briefly, though, is um, so you know that you've got four of you is trying to escape and one of you is a mastermind. For the mastermind, it's got a feature where, so when you're playing as the characters, so some of them are like Annette Berking and Spencer, famous characters, and they're like, they will t- taunt the other characters. You can actually change that so that you can have your microphone coming through so you can live on your microphone um, of whatever console PC you're using and taunt the survivors. As hey, the s- the yeah, I was going to say, that is, that is totally not rife for abuse. That oh, yeah, it. no, it's, it's absolutely... Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, hang on. You suck! <laughs> but, it, it, it depends how long the sound clip is because you could yeah, just put sound clips and no, stuff. But it's still going to be rife. But at, the sa- but at the same time, it's like, that is actually perfect. You it, know what I mean? If, if you're playing within a group of friends, yeah, 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 if it's yeah. random people, it's just going to be... Uh, just, um, I can just imagine getting your evil monologues ready to say, Now face my minions! Just have Yeah, that, oh, do you know what? That is actually something that I'm really tempted to do now, you've just suggested it. Imagine if you're doing it and you just you roleplay it as the Untitled Goose. <laughs> That'd be awesome, the Untitled Goose. Not, not releasing monsters, just running up and stealing weaponry and then no, running no, off. Like, no, he's no, releasing like, monsters, but it's, you are the untitled yeah, goose. You're, you're pressing the, the buttons situation. in the mastermind control room as a goose, right? You, uh, we, in, we need to we need to like copyright this idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you hit FS. Newest announced mastermind for Resident Evil Project Resistance is the goose. The, the horrible is, goose. <laughs> the problem is, all you're doing is you're describing that weird canon ending. Silent Hill 2. I am, yeah, yeah, just with the, just with the goose, <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of that at all. I think that is a brilliant idea, and uh, so yeah, everyone. If anyone out there wants to create artwork of that and send it into the podcast or tweet oh, it at us, yeah. do that, and we'll definitely we'll give a shout out to the best one. What's this we? I mean, I'm giving, <laughs> giving you two guys work now. You know, yeah. I, I just, I've got enough of that. As soon as I finish recording, I'm out of here, and that's it. I don't have anything to do with this for the rest of for the, until you next call me in. <laughs> but, but no, because I, I would, I would absolutely love to see um, if anyone wants to mock up the artwork of the Untitled Goose as a sort of Wesker figure um, controlling the, oh, the completely the shades. Yeah, yeah. If you if you don't do a cross of Wesker with Untitled Goose with the shades and everything. And if you're out there and you want to do some out for that, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> that'd be brilliant. It would be. It would be. Hashtag Project Honk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Hashtag Project. <laughs> the true nemesis was the goose all along. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely day in a raccoon city, and you are a horrible goose. <laughs> Hear the piano music. Diddly dee, diddly diddly dee. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Mind you, I've got that mod for Resident Evil 2 for PC, have not I? Yeah, that replaces Mr. X with a ghost. I'm, I'm so, when Resident Evil 3 remake, I'm so looking forward to the mods. Because just imagine, yeah, Nemesis as a ghost. That'll be yes. That, that oh, can, yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Steady on B. Steady on B. I can't help it. I'm excited. Brilliant. So that was a great episode with uh, the B. Thank you very much for being on B. Not uh, a problem. It's it always was... a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you very much. And obviously, Squidge, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> he gave the thumbs up. That's, I think that's yeah. the best you're going to get. Really, that is, yeah. I mean, he's staring down the barrel of editing about eight hours of content here. So, yeah, that's the best he's going to get. <laughs> he's giving you the evils. <laughs> that's it. But um, before we sign off properly, uh, B, what, where can people find out more about you and the work that you're doing and all that kind of stuff? I mean, I write for a few places. I'm a freelance, so yeah, there's a few places that I, I write for currently. Most likely places to find me are on xboxachievements.com or playstationtrophies.org, or you can find find most of what I'm doing that I was shouting about on my Twitter, which is twitter.com forward slash T-H-E underscore B. T-H-E underscore B. That's my handle on the social media thing in my bobs. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, for the people who are listening, remember to click through on your podcatcher, whatever you're using, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcast, whatever. There'll be a way to sh- view the show notes. That is a redacted set of the show notes. There's a link in there to the full show notes where um, I usually provide a bit of meta commentary about what we're talking about and loads of links and images and stuff. We talked about um, Resident Evil 3 and um, how I told you so. Click through to those show notes and you'll see exactly how I told you so. Um, uh, so definitely do that. And uh, make sure that you're following us on Twitter or Facebook, whichever of those two options that you use. The links will be in your podcatcher, but in case you can't figure that out, it's twitter.com slash waffling tailors, facebook.com slash waffling tailors, or just search waffling tailors on either of those services. But yes, so make sure you come back next time because next time is a really cool episode that we've got planned out. It is wrestling video games. So definitely check that out. We're all smart marks here. So we're all after, uh, we're all totally interested in, in wrestling and in video games and as we talked about earlier on there is a definite link between the two so check that out for sure Hang on, why's it gone all dark? What? Guys, is that supposed to happen? Easy, easy, easy. It only happens when we get invaded. Invaded? Welcome. What do you mean by. Oh my god! No! 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 Oh! Oh, right in the. Oh, right in the glavy! I think a tricycle was a bit much. You guys still alive? It's like I say yes. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You, Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectral Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleansing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Gay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Taylors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link.